Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and this is Faith School. Faith School is the place where my spirit is fed, my faith grows stronger, and I learn how to be an overcomer. Uh, in Timothy, it talks about being nourished up in the words of faith. Jesus said, man doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. You know, people have spent billions on developing the human body. Mankind has spent billions on developing the intellect, the mind. But in most cases, the spirit has been woefully neglected, like it doesn't even exist. Your spirit needs to be fed. And what you want to feed it on is uh, the manufacturer's <laughs> provision, right? <laughs> Right? <clears throat> well, I mean, if you buy a car and it says, you know, put 93 octane in this vehicle, you know, well, you don't just go put diesel fuel in it. And you don't just put Kool-Aid in it because you like <laughs> the taste of cherry Kool-Aid. Right? You, you'll mess your car up. And so the God who made you knows what you run on, what makes you strong. And it is his own words to you. So get your Bible and get something to take a note with. Come on into the classroom and let's uh, get our tank filled up today. What do you say? Well, Father, we thank you so much for the wonderful, glorious opportunity to know you, to walk with you, to be in, uh, involved in your building of your church and in accomplishing of your will and your plan. And we ask for the parts we need to see and know right now the very thing you know will build us up and make us able to lay hold of our rich inheritance that we have in you, in Christ. We ask it in Jesus' name. Thank you for it. Amen. Amen. Look with me, please, in our great textbook, the Bible, back in John 4 again. John chapter 4, we've been on a series we're calling Faith for Healing. And we've already covered quite a bit of ground uh, studying the individual cases of healing in the ministry of Jesus. We looked at the healing of the leper. We looked at the healing of Peter's mother-in-law. We looked at the healing of the paralyzed man. And now we're to our fourth case, the healing of the nobleman's son. If you haven't heard the previous ones, it would benefit you. Go online, uh, go back and, and get those won't cost you anything, no charge. Uh, and, and get caught up with us because everything's building on what's gone before. I want to read this to you again out of the Amplified in verse 43. Join me with whatever uh, version you've got. Verse 43 says, But after two days, Jesus went from there to Galilee. Although he himself declared that a prophet has no honor in his own country. However, when he came into Galilee, the Galileans also welcomed him and took him to their hearts eagerly, for they had seen everything that he did in Jerusalem during the feast, for they too had attended the feast. So Jesus came again to Cana of Galilee, where he had turned the water into wine, and there was a certain royal official whose son was lying ill in Capernaum. Having heard that Jesus had come back from Judea into Galilee, he went away to meet him and began to beg him to come down and cure his son, 
for he was lying at the point of death. Then Jesus said to him, unless you see signs and miracles happen, you never will believe at all. The king's officer pleaded with him, sir, do come down at once before my little child is dead. Jesus answered him, go in peace, your son will live. And the man put his trust in what Jesus said and started home. But even as he was on the road going down, his servants met him and reported saying, your son lives. So he asked them at what time he had begun to get better. And they said yesterday during the seventh hour, the fever left him. Then the father knew that it was at that very hour that Jesus had said to him, your son will live, and he and his entire household believed. This is the second sign that Jesus performed after he had come out of Judea into Galilee. The turning of the water there in Canaan was the first one. So we see marvelous healing, uh, a little child, a little boy that would have died that did not, that was delivered and healed, and for all we know, grew up, had a normal, full life because of the healing power God manifested in his life on this day. And this was in response to faith, faith in the revealed Word of God. The Scripture said this man was a a nobleman, the King James says. We, we see other translations bring out that he was a royal. Uh, I think that's a good, accurate technical word, royal. So he was either of royal family with the king or he was appointed by the king in a position. So he's a man of some uh, influence and affluence. He has authority and probably money and means. But he humbles himself and he comes down uh, where Jesus is. Do you know that's why many have not received miracles? Uh, they're unwilling to go <laughs> where the Lord directs them. I know Phyllis and I, the, um, the big giant change where everything started moving into the plan of God in our life is when we uh, attended a meeting. The Lord prompted us to attend a meeting that a minister had come into the state uh, from out of state. And we went to that meeting and we got so stirred up about faith. And then a little bit later, the Lord dealt with us to go to another meeting in another state. We were there for a week. And it was during that week that we got direction about our call and where we should go next. And um, what if we hadn't gone? What if we... because. We were busy. Uh, my wife and I both had full-time jobs, and uh, we had a number of things we were doing, and we didn't have money. We didn't have money. You know, how many found out it takes money to travel, you know, to be gone and not work for, for days and, uh, and uh, travel and pay for hotel, meals, and gas, and all that kind of thing? But uh, we really knew in our hearts we were supposed to go to this meeting. And in the meeting, we heard from the Lord. Is that what happened here? This man traveled and went to a place where he felt like he was supposed to be, where a ministry was that he felt like he was supposed to be around, and he heard from God. Yes. Hallelujah. 
And that changed his whole situation. That changed his whole life. That changed, uh, saved his child's life. Oh, my. Oh, my. But, you know, what you don't hear about is all the things that didn't happen because people were too busy to go or couldn't be bothered to go. It can be as simple as going to your own church, just going to service <laughs> instead of not. Or with many people today, they just don't go to church. They, they feel like, well, I can be just as good a Christian as anybody, you know, at my house by myself. Well, you cannot. <laughs> well, they're gonna get, well, you cannot. Why? Because you can't be a good Christian and ignore what the Christ said. You can't ignore the Bible and be a good Christian. And the scripture specifically tells us not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together. Uh, talks about coming together, stirring each other up, provoking one another in love. And you can't serve remotely. You got to come. <laughs> uh, the reason I say that is because, you know, we, so many people watch by uh, media, right? They, they watch TV, online, and that's great. Uh, you can be fed that way, but how can you serve that way? See, you need to be part of a local assembly. You need to not only be fed, but you need to serve. You need to serve. You need to use your time, your talents, your resources. And so uh, that is why many have not gotten answers because the Lord dealt with them, go here, attend here, go to this meeting, be a part of this, and they didn't do it. And, and sometimes they're, they're like, yeah, but I got these problems. Well, he had a problem, right? <laughs> he could have said, I, I can't leave the house. I got to stay home. My boy is so sick. But if he had, they'd have never got their answer. Uh, and, and there's no uh, set rule about this. It's just when the Lord puts something in your heart, don't ignore it. Do it. It can be as simple as get yourself up and moving and go to church this morning. Right? It can be as simple as that. And it may not seem like a life-jarring thing when you're in the service and you heard the message. It could be two years later something come up and a word you got in that service, the Lord quickens to you and it's your word. Hallelujah. It's your answer and you can stand on it and act on it. But because you were where you were supposed to be doing what you were supposed to be doing. You were getting what you needed to be getting to have you ready and strong and uh, knowledgeable. Somebody say, thank you, Lord. So he did that. He, uh, he came down, but he had this thing fixed in his mind of how it was going to go. He was just sure <laughs> that when he came up with his uh, royal entourage and whatever, ever how he came, you know, and people realized who he was, and he asked the preacher nicely, please come. That certainly, they'd have said, okay, let's go. And they'd have been on their road back to his house, and that didn't happen. And it no doubt surprised him, and because he's so upset about his son, uh, bothered him, 
And Jesus looked at him and said, unless you see signs, you won't believe. And we get into this, this thing about seeing and about signs. Uh, Jesus encountered that repeatedly. Uh, the Jewish leaders said to him, show us a sign, didn't they? Who you are, what you are. Even on the cross, you remember that? Jesus is hanging on the cross and they said, what, what sign can you show us? Come down off the cross, show us who you are and we'll believe. Now you see the, 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 core, the, the order of this. You show us and then we'll believe. That's not how faith in God works. And he requires something different from this. That you believe before you see. You remember he, Thomas, this came up with him. He said, unless I see, I won't believe. And, and after he touched Jesus and saw the wounds and all, he said, oh, my, my Lord and my God. It's, in other words, it's really you. It's you. And, and Jesus said, well, I'm paraphrasing. Now you believe. <laughs> right? He said, blessed is he who hasn't seen and yet believes. That, the, the blessing is power. Uh, power. And uh, the blessing power is experienced by those who believe even before they see. Amen. Praise God. Is that you? Yes. Is, that faith, is that faith class? That's, yes. that's what we've been training for, right? That's, that's what we're in training about. And um, you'll see over and over that people are requiring to see something. Show us. I've had people tell us, you know, well, prove to me that that speaking in tongues is real. Well, prove to me that, that God is real. Not my job. <laughs> that is not my job. That's too big a job for me. That's not my job. Prove anything to you. My job is to believe it myself. Hallelujah. And then do what he, you know, proclaim and teach and preach the truth that he anoints us to. And it's always your choice whether you believe it or, or whether you don't. Uh, you know, the Bible tells about Paul in the book of Acts. If you read toward the end, it says uh, a certain day came where a bunch of people came. Scribes, doctors of the law. I mean, they came from all over the place. And it said, basically, he preached to them most of the day. And he did it from the law and the prophets and the whole thing. I mean, how many think Paul did a thorough good job for six hours, whatever it was, and it said, and some believed and some believed not. Was it because Paul didn't do an adequate job of presenting the gospel to them? Uh, when Jesus preached, did everybody believe him? No, it's a choice. But people will try to say, well, no, show, prove to me, show me. And Jesus said, there's an evil generation that seeks a sign. It's not, a, it's not an okay thing that you require that somebody show you something before you're going to believe. You know, I think it's interesting that Jesus told the story about uh, uh, the rich man and Lazarus. You remember that? And that when uh, uh, the rich man could see Abraham, and, and he said, you know, send uh, uh, somebody to my brothers, 
and tell them uh, so that they won't come to this place. And uh, he said that um, if they don't hear Moses and the prophets, they won't be persuaded, though one rose from the dead. Isn't that something uh, that he's saying, no, I know that's what you want, but no matter what they might hear, or even, and of course one rose from the dead, that's the Messiah. Uh, or even if one of them had risen from the dead, he's saying uh, they won't believe. The scripture said Jesus, all the miracles he did in John 12, 37, though he had done so many miracles before them, yet they believed not. They believed not on him. Seeing is not believing. Seeing does not produce faith. You still got the choice. I know my, uh, my dad and my grandmother were healed back many, many years ago. Both of them's in heaven now. But they were healed in, in some great evangel evangelical healing meetings decades and decades ago. And my dad was a little boy in one of these. And he happened to be in the healing line. And uh, he said he looked up and there was this, this uh, man standing beside him had a large goiter on the side of his uh, neck. Big. He's a little boy. Of course, you know, kids notice things like this. And, and he, said, uh, he said when the man of God came through and ministered, he said that thing went down flat immediately like he'd stuck a pin in a balloon. Just went down flat and his side of his neck looked normal. And of course, you know, he's the, he said his eyes was this big around, his mouth was hanging up. And he said he heard when they, when they left the, the service that, that day, he heard some men standing outside saying, what do you think about that? The other guy said, oh, he, framed, he had that framed up, rigged up some way. Well, see, they had seen a miracle right in front of their eyes, but did they believe it? No. You, you can have an amazing thing right in front of you that does not fill you with faith. It does not give you faith. You can decide to doubt no matter what you see or what you've experienced. But on this occasion, the reason this man is in the book, he chose to believe. When the Lord told him, your son lives, he made the right choice. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When all of us have that same choice in life, whether we're born again or not, and every day of our life, what we believe, uh, faith, you, know, you, you walk by faith, you live by faith, face the victory. But in order to have that victory every day, you've got to make the right choices every day to believe what the Lord told you. Now, I want you to notice this when, when the Lord looked at him and said, Unless you believe, excuse me, unless you see a sign, you won't believe. And the, the man still didn't get it. He said, Lord, basically hurry and come before my boy dies. See, he, he hadn't changed yet. He still, his big thing is he's got to see Jesus come. He's got to see Jesus go in the room, pray for him, minister to him, see the, see the boy get better. And he, he's not going to believe anything's done until he sees it. Now, look with me in Hebrews 4 and 3. We can read verse 2 as well. It said, For unto us was the gospel preached, 
as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. For we which have believed do enter into rest. And he keeps talking about this rest uh, two or three more times through the rest of this chapter. Say that out loud. We which have believed, we which have believed do enter into, do enter into rest. rest. You can see that with this man, this nobleman. He says, Lord, uh, come to my house. Please come to my house. My little boy is sick. Come and, and heal him. Come and minister to him. Is the man at rest? No. Uh-uh. He's, he's agitated. He's uh, fearful. He's stressed. He's distraught. He, he probably hadn't had any sleep. He, he maybe traveled all, all day or whatever, and, and he's so concerned about his little son. And uh, he, he's looking for some rest and relief in getting what he wants, right? If the Lord would look at him and say, okay, let's go, let's go. Then he could get a little relief. And then when they get to the house and he prays for him, ministers to him, and the boy gets better, then he can get a lot of relief. <laughs> Why am I saying this? You can see the faith by the degree of rest. Can you see this, class? Uh, no rest, no faith. <laughs> right? A little bit of rest, a little bit of faith. Strong faith, total rest. Total rest. So, when Jesus looks at him and he said, Your son lives, go your way. How could we tell whether the man now responds in faith or not? By whether he enters into rest or not. If he remains agitated and keeps on pulling on Jesus to come, he's not settled, which means he's not persuaded. Can you see that? He has no rest, no peace, which means he's not convinced. He doesn't believe it's done. When's he going to believe it's done? When he sees it. When Jesus gets to the house. Can you see this? But we know he did get into faith because of his response. And we don't even have to, we didn't have to be there. We didn't have to be close enough to hear him or see him to know he was able to rest. When Jesus gave him that word, your son lives, didn't just bounce off his eardrums, it went into him. And he made a choice to accept that as the truth. Hmm? Right? And if my son lives, what have I got to be agitated about? Right? If my son lives, why do I need to keep bothering the preacher? Right? If my son lives, what remains to do but turn around, like the Lord said, go home. Why? Because my son lives. My son lives. Hallelujah. My son lives. Don't you like that? 
Oh, praise God, praise God, praise God. You know, the Bible said um, in 2 Chronicles 32, uh, many years before that, when um, the king of Assyria and all his forces had come to uh, uh, God's people's land, and man, they were outnumbered. They were in a bad, bad way. And the Lord spoke to the king. He said, with them is the arm of flesh. But with us is the Lord our God to help us and to fight our battles. And listen to the rest of the verse. And the people rested themselves on the words. Hallelujah. Of Hezekiah the king. Can you see that? They rested themselves. What, what they, they were scared. They were agitated. They were like, oh no, we're gonna, all going to be killed. And, and through the prophet's ministry and through the king's ministry, they spoke to him and said, basically, don't you be concerned. Uh, yeah, they got a big army, but God is with us. And he's fighting our battles. What does that mean? You're going to be okay. And all the people went, ah, oh yeah, God, that's right. God is with us. They, can you see, they breathed a sigh of relief and they rested. Re that's like leaning on something. They, they rested on what? On the words. They rested on the words. Said the words of the king, but the king got the words from God. Amen. So it was they were resting on the words of God. We which have, said out loud again, we which have believed... Do enter into rest. If you, if you don't get into rest, you had not got into faith. Hmm? If you're still so upset, still so mad, still so agitated, still so depressed, still so negative, are you resting? No. So what? Neither are you believing. You're not in faith. I don't care how much you pray. How many know you can pray scared prayer? Right? <laughs> Spastic prayer. Scared prayer. Bouncing off the walls prayer. Oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God. How many times you need to say it? He knows who you're talking to. Right? <laughs> there's, to get in faith, there's got to come a point where we hear from him about this. And once you've heard from him, now you've got a choice to make. Is this it? Can we rest on this? Are we done? <laughs> then you say, ah, okay. My son lives. Thank you very much, sir. <laughs> right? See you next time I'm in town. <laughs> right? <laughs> and he turns and goes his way home. And uh, we're already out of time again here today. What we need to see tomorrow is once you get in rest, you got to stay in rest. Right? <laughs> all the way home. <laughs> and he did, and we can too. Can you say amen? amen? Said out loud, I live by faith, I walk by faith, I overcome the world by faith, I'm strong in faith, giving glory to God. We'll see you tomorrow here at Faith School. I've got the Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 
702-7390. 